0: In this episode, we find out what it's like to venture on your own after working for others for years. Casey and Jamie speak to us about building out a restaurant during COVID, how the graffiti got on the walls, and the benefit of having a hands-on partner when it comes to fixing problems. This is On The Record with The Blind Rhino. So I don't know if you guys remember, but
1: I met one, at least one of you three years ago at the Wing Fest. At the Empire City Casino, the Westchester Wing Fest, the Westchester oh, Wing Fest. Probably me. Okay, so we yeah. we actually I think both of us met yeah. you, and you were doing the the sugar, yeah, Togarashi right? brown sugar, yeah. Yep. We were doing yep. those wings, yeah. So that was actually the first time we met you, and then I don't think we followed anything up since for until like yeah. maybe, maybe a yeah. couple of months ago. Yeah, but I, and I hadn't even made that connection right away, and then and then realized we did because we were talking about there. Uh, you had just done something with a marketing company with like all the, all the branding and something like that. Yep,
2: yeah, our, our guys up at uh, Box Eight—they did all our branding and our logos and stuff like that. So we were probably riffing on that. Yeah, we were. Uh, now I remember meeting you guys there, <laughs> and then I remember you guys winning last year. Uh, so it's pretty up there. So that was good. Um, but yeah, we 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 were probably riffing on that. Um, that was a big part of like uh, you know our brand kind of coming to life is working with those guys up in New Haven, Box 8 Creative. So they brought our, uh, our idea and our thoughts to life and really gave us some. So, well, you
0: know. wait, we just jumped into crazy <laughs> things. Everyone's like, who the <laughs> hell is even talking quick. here? <laughs> yeah. These voices are just coming in. That's, that's the voice of Casey right here. We have Jamie with us as well. What's up? He's saying it. Uh, from Blind Rhino. And Blind Rhino's Sports Bar exists now in uh, South Norwalk. And also BlackRock as well. And we're going to kind of hear this story. And as you just heard, they've met. And by they, I mean Justin and Nooms actually met the boys at the Empire Raceway Casino, as you just heard. And they got to talk a little bit, of shop, as you guys were essentially opening up kind of at that point. Yeah,
2: we were pretty new at that point. I guess th- at that point, we might have only been like a year and a half at, or, or maybe a year old. At what
0: you guys came together here, there's three of you, there's two of us here now, and you somehow assembled as a unit, you guys childhood <laughs> friends, or you just said, hey, I want to open up a place drunkenly in a bar one night, and you made um, it come to fruition? Uh,
3: well, yeah, kind of, a lot of that, no, we all used to work together at um, the Ginger Man in South Norwalk. Okay. I was the chef, and Casey and Matt were managers. So we, uh,
0: we decided that we wanted to do it on our own, Yeah, found a place and got the opportunity. That's a, you you know, that seems like a recurring theme throughout this business. Our guys are here, they think that they can do it themselves right. and they kind of aim to make it happen. Yeah, And then they realize that it's a lot harder to do it themselves. And it's not just like, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. as easy as working for the man. Now we've got to get the permits. We've got to figure right. out who to talk to. We have to find a place that's suitable. Can we even afford this? Who's our money man? Right. right. So, you know, a lot of times when we talk to different businesses that are here in the restaurant world, every single partner has this key, the key point, and it's what they're good at, and it's what you know your partner excels at, so you kind of let them just do it, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. let me ask you, Casey, what do you think is, you know, your strength in the business with the partners here? Um, I'm mad that Jamie's laughing about this. Yeah, he's laughing, he's like, (laughs) "Uh, nothing, nothing, not, (laughs) no strength.
2: Um, I don't know, a lot of, like, the, the front of house stuff, uh marketing um events stuff like that i'll take on have have. that's always kind of what um you know i worked on a lot at the previous place at Gingerman, and then i opened cast republic in stanford um so that's where i jumped from to, to open blind rhino um but i was getting in a lot of like the social media uh booking events private events throwing events um and then just you know i like being in the restaurant I like being on the floor i like being there on a friday night I like being there on a Saturday afternoon. Um, staff, hiring staff, training staff, cultivating, you know, that kind of, like, atmosphere, um, I, I think is the lane I kind of fall in, I guess, in this glorious partnership. I didn't know you cultivated. Yeah. A, lot of, <laughs> a lot of cultivation <laughs> going on. sounded good. All
0: right, very good. And, and, Jamie, we can't help but notice, and Justin just pointed out to me, that you're really kind of the face on the social media and doing all these videos of the cooking and whatnot. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm pretty much Casey's monkey. Um, he tells me what to do, and I do it. Uh, yeah, I don't get embarrassed or take myself too serious. So if you want an idiot in, in front of the camera, it's me. So Somebody's got to do that job. Exactly. <laughs> what? Right. It was
2: like we were closed for so long, I was like, you know, one of the ways that we kept active on social media is like, let's, you know, let's tell people we're still alive, we still have a pulse, like, let's have some fun with it. And Jamie was like, well, I'm like, cooking anyway every week so i was like why don't we just like make it like a thing like cooking with jamie and that's yeah. literally what it was and you know he acted like a moron and cooked some cool stuff and yeah. you know give that, give people a recipe and, and and walk them through it and you know
0: so Jay, it was, it was jamie a are you handling a lot of the back of the house kitchen
2: kind of stuff yeah or? i mean
3: since everything with COVID hit i have you know pretty much been on the line so um yeah i mean it's you got to run things so tight right now. So I'm a salary guy, so I'm on the line, um, you know, doing all the ordering, going to depot if I have to, you know, doing all that stuff, inventory the fun things, yeah. So, yeah,
1: shredded restaurant,
0: yeah. Well, if you know when to go, it's not that bad, but um, uh, and, and Matt, who's not here with us at the moment, his role and more so the operations is. Yeah, Matt is he was he's brought up like
2: a front of house guy. He's actually like he was looking around for space to to be a brewer and open a brewery. Oh wow. Um so me and him have always clicked kinda like, you know, it'd be cool. Whether it was together or not, like we just like think a lot alike, you know what I mean? So a lot of front of house, but as as I you know, we call it like top line, bottom line, he kinda, you know, whether he really wanted to or not, was the guy doing QuickBooks, he was the guy doing the money, he was the guy talking to accountants, he was the guy who found us the space talking to the landlords negotiating leases. So, um, you know, he's got a good brain for business. So, you know, at some point you have to like say, okay, you do this and I do this, you know, like I'll hire the people you're going to enter payroll, you know what I mean? Like whatever. So that's kind of like where we, you know, you have, you have to divide and conquer at some point, like we can't just be like falling all over each other. And we we learned that pretty quickly and we work pretty well together. And Jamie was like, He's behind where he should be. he <laughs> yeah. got you yeah. know. So so we were just we kinda of did it we pretty much did everything and you just fall where you fall, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, it's it's worked out worked out pretty well.
1: It's definitely so. a, we've said it be on this show a bunch of times and even personally my my partner Mike and myself, the moment we decided you do that better, I do this better, let's just you I'll do that, you do this, yep. and stop trying to do
0: both things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was the
1: best decision, right? Yep. Same thing. We learned yeah, we within have, the first year we got it. Like, yep, well, we exactly. Gotta, that we're that was like the
2: that. best thing to happen when you have that moment where you're just like, Yep, okay. Like I wanna because we both like we both like to do every, you want to do everything. You know what I mean? You want to see every aspect do everything, whatever. I did you know, I didn't all, like to do every, everything. Uh, I learned free
1: because <laughs> we when we when we started, yeah, you know, we would do days where Mike would cook one day and then I would do the front and then he would do the front and I would cook and I realized pretty much in three days I didn't want anything to do with the kitchen. Yeah. This is how it's done. So yep. No
2: offense. No, no, no. I, mean, well, I, I knew I definitely didn't want to do QuickBooks. <laughs> I knew I definitely didn't want to, you know, so. But, you know, it worked out. And, and listen, we're, we're, we were both there so much. You're you're kind of just seeing and doing everything, anybody. But uh, but once you start kind of letting the other person focus on a s- certain thing, like the business is better off. 100%. 100%. Okay. I'm just going to say um, you definitely don't yeah. belong in the kitchen. How do you...
0: How long did it take you to really realize, though, that sometimes you have to just put your hands up and let somebody else do something? Because it's the hardest thing for, I think, a lot of people to understand and and get to, though. And just saying, okay, I'm just going to trust you with this. You know, all right, you go ahead, do that, no problem. And then furthermore, when whatever the task was is carried out, just being like, cool, I would have done it differently, but whatever, same thing.
2: Yeah, I don't know. that took a that took a while. I'm still like not great at delegating and, and doing that and like kind of like letting go of stuff. But like again, gotten better at it. Have to do it. You know what I mean. So that's again another like evolution of the business and where it's gotten better. Like we we've, we've got our manager in each location now. You know what I mean. Um, you know we've Jamie's got a guy in each location on the line. Lo- you know what I mean that he trusts. Like you just you have to, or else you're gonna drive yourself, yourself nuts. And and at some point you also want to work on the business and grow that side the other side of it but um yeah that was a that was a learning lesson we had in in BlackRock uh as we opened was kind of like we were just like okay now we have to like let everything go and it was it was a good learning lesson for all of us that kind of like you still gotta like be on it like hawks and because that's when we're like we got two locations we got team everywhere like let's go like let's keep expanding this thing and growing and then it's like restaurant number two you still got to be all over it we may have let it go a little bit and then it was kind of like right before covid we were kind of raining it back in and ready to like go crazy that summer and then covid happened and whatever but um you know it's 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 a just getting back to that point it's a it's a balance and it's a constant uh learning lesson is is to let it go and let other people do it but when you do that and they succeed which is the whole point of that um it's great you know what i mean and and you're better off for it and still has mm. trust. Yeah.
1: When you um, you opened in in Norwalk, right? And how long in between before you opened in Black Black Rock? Uh,
2: two th- so October two thousand sixteen was Norwalk. June twenty nineteen was mm-hmm. Black Rock. Yeah. So like three years. So like
3: three. Years.
1: When you opened in Norwalk, did you have the intention to open a second location, or was it just the
3: one and then? Not at the, well, Not when we opened. No, of course not. We just wanted to get the doors open and people in there. Okay. Um, so that all came. I mean, yeah, there was a plan, but not right away. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't
2: like we knew we're doing this on the next or whatever. We were all just like, yeah, if this goes well, like let's open a million blind rhinos. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's great, but it, it was to Jamie's point. It was very much like let's do this right from like the jump, and then and then see what it can kind of like turn into. So
1: what was the spark that the, that made you decide? When was it that hit that said, "Okay, now it's time to do a second location"? Was it? A number thing was it a ready to go thing or was it like a real estate deal it just like we saw i think it was kind of that
2: like second full year we were just like we hit like a stride like the first year year and a half was like tough we uh, even had friends be like good luck in that spot like no one succeeded really Sounds familiar luck. honestly we, we like our, i remember me and matt were like standing there, like sit, banging tiles to like bring up tile and put like nice new tiles in the front of bradford's and like one of our buddies who like we knew from ginger man Walks by and he's like, "Good luck, guys." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, man, like good luck." So the first year, year and a half, but like we hit this like stride on that uh, third football season, and we were like, like you kind of just like know it, like it's clicking. Like you definitely haven't made it, and you're not zillionaires yet, but like you're just like people are enjoying themselves in the place that we created. Right. Awesome. Let's start. And that was, like, a, a team, you know, Jamie, Matt, we were all kind of... That's when you start thinking, like, we can probably do this somewhere
0: In creating another space or opening another space, too, you have to really be making sure that your mechanics of the first place are just down pat, too, so you could just duplicate the model over yeah. and over again. Were there any hardships, maybe, opening the second location that didn't necessarily... Well, not <laughs> hardships in general, but specifically... Hardships that where one thing works in one location, the people are not as accepting of it in a um, second location.
3: I think the neighborhoods are are uh, completely different. I mean, they are. Absolutely different. You get a packed bar in Sono and a packed bar in Black Rock, and they're not anywhere near the same people. So that was a little hard for us to figure out the neighborhood because we were the new kids on the block. Black Rock's a very tight-knit community. It is. And it's, you can't just walk in there and be, hey, we're the Blind Rhino, and people care. They don't care. So, they didn't care
2: in Norwalk. They're definitely not going to care in Black River.
0: Right.
3: So we had to. That was the biggest thing was just a different clientele. I mean, it is a 180 from Norwalk. So we had to adapt. But other than that, it's
0: still, a, it's still us. It's still the same food. We didn't change anything. It's me, Matt, and Casey. So. and i'm not suggesting that the integrity of the business is at all di- different by any means i'm just saying that sometimes right you know having a shuffleboard in one spot might not actually work in you know the other yeah. town for example
2: so that's a great yeah. point is, is that was one of the things is like the games that is like what one of the things we made our name on in, in norwalk and it sounds like silly but we had shuffleboard there we had golden tea we had darts And we had foosball, and like while me and Matt are like running around this empty space, like spray painting where things are gonna go, and that's gonna be the kitchen, and that's like literally like the the space was completely empty. So we're kind of like the brainstorms, the one of the fun stages. Um, But we're trying to like squeeze in shuffle boards, and we're just like, well, we can't put a golden tee anywhere, and we barely got one dartboard there, you know what I mean? So we kind of like moved a little outside, we put a bocce cord outside, but we had to keep that kind of like those games alive because that is something that um so we had to make a couple uh you know hard choices there because then we're like that shuffleboard takes up you know (laughs) eight seats you know what i mean right um or just like you know when you want to open it up for like a cocktail party like that's so let me it's a tight space inside you saw it yeah it's kind of you know we're gonna put a golden tea a shuffleboard and even the dartboard that we had in there like we on a friday night like people would be like sitting at a high top like, <laughs> dodging <laughs> like, like dodging darts like in the walk, no, like you could you could kind of like get away with it but like up in black rock it just didn't it didn't fly so and darts take
1: like, up more space than people realize you are like oh, i'll just throw it on the wall correct a hundred percent
2: they really do and those people who play darts they want their space yep you know I'm, so
1: you just sorry i'm gonna cut you off but you just uh preluded to something we were talking about before and spray painting down on the on the floor like where stuff is gonna go because we're talking about a guts spilled out right yeah, mm-hmm. on that on that one oh yeah so that's like the fun part as you said and we just talked about we're doing that um ourselves yeah. Yeah. for the new location in new rochelle
3: oh nice
1: we just mentioned it's both like the coolest thing ever and also the biggest pain in the ass oh yeah right
2: it yeah it, it is it's it's amazing you get to say i want an outlet there and i'm gonna put my bar there and i'm gonna have a this and it it's it's great because you're like starting to think about what what will become but um yeah it's also like nerve-wracking because you're like you know the the not fun stuff like drywall and like you know we have 28 tvs so you got to feel like how are you gonna how are those gonna work you know what i mean like we have to we have to run the line me matt matt does that stuff he's running lines up through the ceiling you know what i mean like uh it's just um so you're actually doing the
1: work yourself too with this build out.
2: a a, a, lot most some of it i mean we had a contractor matt
3: can do a lot okay gotcha
2: that is one of his uh, like he is like our our guy for all of that you're like my something's broken back there like Matt. you know what i mean um but you know as much like the build out like it's going to save us a little bit of money, and he can literally do it. Like, you know, he was there for most of that build-out. Like, he's he's going to try and do it, you know? Yeah, just um, something silly like snaking wires
3: probably saved us three or four grand just in that, just in snaking wires around. So, yeah, it's great to have somebody like that on your team.
0: I respect the guys that are more hands-on and doing something in their business anyway. It shows that they want it. Mm-hmm. They want to be there on the front lines. They're ready to do whatever it takes. Yeah. I'm not saying anything to you, Justin. I'm not looking at
4: I do things all the time
0: like, <laughs> I, I, I do things
2: all the time. I felt like right, He looked looming. at me <laughs> like, but also too like, the recently Ready? we had like a whole issue where like you know we're a sports bar We our TVs aren't working like you know what's going on so we had a whole disaster with our TVs and you know since Matt was like up in the ceiling and building it and running whatever like he was able to you know go in and figure those problems out like pretty quickly without having to really you know what I mean like yeah. So that's kind of like the, another benefit there is is knowing where everything is so that when those problems arise you can kind of get it pretty quickly i'm gonna go
1: off on a quick tangent from the story and just Do ask because it. it just clicked in my head Do when it. you said that um especially because you guys are on a sports bar so it's definitely uh significant you guys have direct tv right correct right because of the football yeah. package yeah we get so, all,
2: the, all the packages too but football right the but, one
1: yeah i mean the other Providers have the other packages, but that's the one, right? Direct TV. I would like
0: to note that I've never worked in a place that did not have that. Have direct TV. There was no alternative. That was it. Well, I've been in several different places. Yeah. It's because they sign a
1: billion dollar contract for the exclusive rights for it, and that's yeah. why it's like four thousand dollars for yeah. the season on our side of it. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. But yeah, yeah. we just, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, um, we just had the conversation going into the new place about what provider to put in and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and. Clicked to us that oh we got to put TV, but we're in it's in them, you know it's in one of the luxury apartment buildings yeah. so we're not sure can we get the dish up there the landlord's going to have certain requirements then we start looking up are there other ways around the dish because we figure this technology has got to have has had Absolutely. to have grown out of a satellite right. dish yep. at this point where they could figure out how to get on TV without having a dish
2: right. you don't. and then it hit yeah.
1: us Directv's contract with the Sunday Ticket is over after next year right they so really? the 2021 Season yep. expires a Sunday Ticket contract, and from what I read, AT and T that bought Directv has has zero interest in Sunday Ticket. They bought Directv for like the comms part yep. of it, and they really don't care about. This could all be like bullshit because yeah. they're trying to play the price down yeah, or whatever, right? right? But from what I read, is they they're saying they don't care about it. They're not going to renew the contract. Surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to go like to the market. Yeah, right. Well, okay. so now we're sitting there going, well. well what do we do? Like, do we put it in direct TV and then they don't get it? And then how do we get Sunday ticket? Or do we go with Fios and then direct TV signs it? Like, I don't know.
2: Just take like the, the gamble. You're like, I think it's going to be Verizon. (laughs) Like, let's go that way and hope that they get the ticket.
1: Have you guys looked into other ways of besides like a dish or any other way? No, I don't think
2: they're just uh, like, I mean, I think that they have the complete monopoly and control over that. Like, that's what you do. That's what you get. You know what I mean? And, You know you get charged what you get charged for it you know what i mean like we're we got 28 tvs and we're a sports bar so you know it's just that's that's just what you do you know what i mean there's for us you know i think we kind of like did the like hey let's like look around like really early on and then we were probably just like this is just this is kind of what it is you know what i mean but i think that's interesting that that contract's going to be up
1: you haven't Uh, gotten into any of the streaming like because then I thought, like, let's put smart TVs everywhere. So yep. at least if we got a stream or download an app or something, we could go on to the TVs. But uh.
2: So I think that that's a capacity thing. And I think that they, like, that's a, if it's, we haven't really looked into d- doing that and, like, the legality behind it. Right. But, like, if, you, if we were to, like, get the home version of the fight and, like, stream it on the TVs, I don't think that's a, and we've never really, like, kind of dabbled with that. Right. So I don't really know, we don't think that there's any way around it, but... I'm, uh, by all means, I've, if you I've, find a way. Like if you find a not. real way, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've I promise I've you. For a couple Jamie's Irish wife and... will be happy to not see that bill anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, Is, isn't it crazy how they bang you out for those like the capacity things? On um, especially yes. like the fights are are,
2: yep. are wild. Yeah, you'd be like blown away at how much that Mayweather fight cost us. Yeah, like just to turn on. Is it, to turn that, on. I mean, that turned. That's on. why we don't show a lot of the UFC fights because yeah. we're so big and we have that big capacity. And like unless unless Conor's you know fighting and you get like a big draw or something like that, it's just like not worth it. And I'm not for UFC like two whatever that like no one really knows who's fighting. I can't charge a cover for that. Like we we like tried to never charge a cover. Right. Um. So the only one we did was that Mayweather one because like we, we told people we like we like we have to. You know, and we were literally telling people at the door how much it cost us to like kill <laughs> us because we never do it. But you know, considering it was it
0: was. you've mentioned now that you were at the Gingerman. This is where you guys met, right? Everyone was filling some piece of that. But now you've also mentioned Bradford's mm-hmm. in Stanford, I presume?
2: Uh, so Bradford's from Stanford, they were the ones who were in the spot before we were there. Gotcha, okay. In, in the yeah. Okay, I thought it was, okay. yeah, thought yeah. it was
0: Bedford Hole. Uh, and then you've mentioned Cats Republic as well. So y- you're not a stranger to this industry by any means. Which is what gave you the extra power to say, all right, we're going to go do this thing on our own. And yeah. I, what I really want to ask you, though, is, you know, how much planning while you were maybe behind the bar or on the floor there running the events coordination, how much planning was going on on the side while you were doing your regular jobs, you know, to fulfill this thing?
2: I, I don't – like, it, that's – I think it's like a lot of, like, the – you get to a point where you're like, I think I can do this on my own. And then, like, when I went to cast Stanford – like, I was just doing a lot and taking a lot on myself. And that's when I was like, hmm, like, maybe, like, I'm doing a lot of this stuff. Like, maybe I can I can do this. Maybe, you know, I can see myself doing this in my own spot or my own space or doing these things for myself. You know what I mean? And I'm sure Jamie's a little bit different. And I know Matt at one point was kind of going the brewery route. He's looking to possibly brew some beer, and he's looking at spaces to do that. Um, but I'm sure Jamie did the same thing at some point. I mean, know. there's
3: only so much you can could-
2: take from somebody above you telling you who
3: and how to do it without losing your mind a little bit so you want to be in that situation where you're the person that has the freedom over your kitchen and over your restaurant so that's where I mean I was a stay at home dad when these two came to me because I had been in the restaurant um, you know I'm going on 30 years been in the restaurant business and I just needed a break and you know having a kid I don't know if any of you guys have kids you don't see them you just don't see him when you're in this business. So I had the opportunity to be a stay-at-home stay- dad. So that's what I was doing. And these two came said, do "You want to meet for a beer?"
2: Pulled them out of retirement. Said, "Okay." Right in front of uh, where
3: do we do it? Right in front of uh, Brother Jimmy's. Right in front of Brother Jimmy's. Because it was Bacco's Matt's meeting. So it was eight thirty in the morning, some weird time.
4: <laughs>
3: Sitting there with a coffee and a bench in front of Brother Jimmy's. And it was just across so, from Bradford and Stanford. Do you want to open up a bar? Hey, what's up, guys? Good to see you. How's everybody doing? You guys <laughs> oh, all right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why don't we do it? That's. I mean, there is no bigger, more. There's nothing yeah, too more to yeah, the story. Uh, it was over yeah. coffee at eight thirty in the morning.
2: Yeah, me and Matt had been flirting a little bit longer, but we were just like, you know, Jamie mm-hmm. kind of like rounds it out. Like we obviously had relationships. You know, we've produced uh, movies together. You've, you and Matt have acted in movies together, but. uh but no, like in in reality, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no it's kind of like a fun. That's like what our LLC is based off. But that's a not, not worth the tangent. I mean, like, Mike. um, but like basically, like you know, we're all friends, right? So you know, me and Matt had the brains were working. Matt found the space, talking talk whatever. Jamie rounds the team out. Are we gonna do this? Like, it's kind of like the all at that moment where it's like this. This could be the moment to to go on your own and, and jump in the. Uh, weed into the owner's pool, if you will, you know, and whatever comes after that. But. So
1: I just, I just realized again, when it was, so we, I said during wing fest, we met you and then we hadn't spoken for a while. Yeah. And then I realized I got reintroduced at the Country Rocks, the park in okay. 2019, yeah. In yeah. September. You guys had the beer tent for yeah. that. And that was, that was very nice that they had a beer tent. Cause yeah. I mean, we, we took a, we took a wash at that, at that event that oh, um, yes. at least on on our side yeah you remember that yeah oh, I yeah yeah, I, I, I yeah that basically like, we
2: we linked up with those guys and that had become like a blessing for us the parachute concert guys they did hey stanford food festival and the second year they did it they did country rocks the park on the second day and it was a massive success and then just like with the timing of the next year they spun it out on like to their own and we're basically the bar at all their like yeah. big events just at, at mill river it's yeah, saying, that's great. It's just it's just great. great. It's awesome. It's a great partnership. They're awesome to work with, and they think so big. Um, I will
1: say we traded food for beers. I don't know if you guys knew yeah. that. That so um definitely happens. No, that's <laughs> yeah. that's okay.
3: Well, I mean, that's how we eat. Uh, yeah, Because <laughs> we're there yeah. for 10 hours all day long, right. even more, when we're setting yeah. up and breaking down. So
2: yeah. we don't have any food over there. Yeah. So that's kind of how we eat. Yeah, we got the rosé in the back. So now next year, you guys can come on the back. We'll have the nice rosé
0: all right yes. sounds good say no more yeah. bring up some fried chicken the w- when you were approached essentially jamie and they said all right look, come join the squad mm-hmm. let's go do crazy things and open up a place your job yeah. then initially when you left that meeting you're probably kind of real excited about it as i think anybody would kind of be right like
3: yeah no it was it was it was, was great it was and... exactly you know the two guys that i would do it with you know it um they were, I, the one thing I liked is they're, they're younger than me, so initially they could do all the crazy hours that I didn't want to do. Um, but I knew these two could run the front of the house, which I don't want to go into, and I don't want to go near, and I don't want any part of, because um, that's where people are. So yeah. that's not where No, I, we understand how the kitchen yeah. works. So, um, yeah, you stick me back in my cave, and I'm
0: happy, and I knew these two could take it from there so it just it seemed very easy to me at that point were you putting together some type of menu for and
2: you knew it was going to be a sports bar concept already yeah i think and that was i think important and i think jamie you know we had had like a one or two like whatever fun conversation like you know high-end sports bar like one or two like in passing nothing like serious but i i it seemed like as soon as jamie kind of knew what we were gonna do like that menu was like writing itself you know what i mean like i feel like that was like Kind of teed up for him, um, but yeah, we didn't like the one thing that we like stuck the flag in the ground for is we're like, we're gonna be a sports bar, we're gonna be a sports bar, we're gonna, like, we are going to do this, you know, which that also
0: didn't exist up there in South Norway. There was really one or right? two of them, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, And just like,
2: you know, the uh, you know, the reputation of sports bars up until that point, and you know, even still, like, we fight it all the time is like, like, not great, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just not just the, the way people view them. Um, and, and we weren't trying to get the, like, the high end in our, our name or anything like that. Uh, we just wanted to do it like how we could do it. We wanted the food to come out awesome. We wanted the front to be great, good atmosphere, good beer, good vibes, whatever, and kind of like let that kind of elevate the sports bar concept without having to like jam it down people's throats, be like, hey, we're doing like an awesome like high end sports bar. It's Just like it will be that, but it's also a sports bar. So you got to like, you know, you're going to show football. You're going to have pitcher specials you know what i mean like it's it's going to be kind of like you know rough and tough a little bit at times people are going to scream like the softball teams are going to come in but like that's also like you can kind of balance that with like you know hosting baby showers and engagement parties (coughs) and like putting like (laughs) venison on the menu but like seriously you're right right. that's funny to hear i love you know it was just kind of like the laid-back place everyone could kind of come and like you know everyone could could be at the bar and just enjoy themselves. You did that game,
1: when you said the Venice, and that was a game dinner, right? I think so I we've done that. a game
2: dinner, yep, yeah, exactly. Nice. Um One of our bartenders was basically like, he goes out hunting, you know what I mean? And he's kind of like, I've done this before, and Chef Angel, he kind of like caught Angel's here, and Angel was like, ooh, that sounds kind of good. <laughs> um, and it just kind of like steamrolled, like, you know, because he's like, I, I have the meat. You know, a lot of these game dinners are like, you get meat donated mm-hmm. and stuff like that, whatever. So it just like became a thing and we're hosting a a 75 80 person plated proper game dinner at a sports bar in south norwalk you know
4: so i don't know it's cool like
2: things like that have like evolved um as we go that was not in the business plan or any plan it just kind of happened you know what i mean but but we all have the background to kind of do that stuff so it kind of evolved nicely
4: so what did you do for the uh game dinner did you break down like a whole deer and just focus that no so
3: Um, our friend, Mike, who's the hunter, him and his dad and uncles and friends, and they just go into the fields and kill things and bring us parts (laughs) of animals and, you know, um, you know, hind legs, you know, do loins, whatever you can
2: get. That's good. So yeah. Rabbit pheasant. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Gator.
4: Yeah, I smoked a gator. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice to have a link to local yeah. products like that. Had the
2: gator on like the bar during the like, cocktail hour. Everybody walked oh, in. Nice. He yeah, pretty nice. gator on the bar.
1: I've wa- I've wanted to do gator so many times here. Yeah, and it's like yeah we. I've spoken to him and both Mike about it, and it's like, I mean, we're not hunting gator. <laughs> right. right. I don't <laughs> even know where right. to do that. So, but to buy it, yeah. it's pretty expensive. Yeah, it so. is. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and that was like, it was part of like, a you know, it was, it was part of, it was partly for the show, but then like half the room is like, this is epic, like diving in on that thing. So it ended up working out. It's cool. You know, you take those shots and, you know, see if it sticks and see if it works. but
1: So when you were um, talking about just now elevating, elevating the brand from, you know, trying to separate from everybody's idea of what a sports bar is or to what you think it could be, is that what led you to using that marketing company?
2: Yeah, so that was kind of like one of the reasons cuz so uh Box Eight they did they worked with the previous company we worked with. So they worked with Cast Republic, they worked with Gingerman and they were just starting to like, you know, branch out and and do a lot of different stuff and we were just like, we've worked with them, we had a reputation uh rapport with them, sorry, and uh and you know, we were operating on the shoestringest budget of all time <laughs> and just like writing in you know, that part of the budget like made us all like shiver, but you know, probably not something most would do and spend the money on that, especially for what you're doing there. But we were like, this could like help us kind of like shoot out the gate because we needed help getting shot out the gate. So, you know, we told them our story, which isn't great, so don't ask. Um, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> but you know, how we came to be, what we wanted to do, and everything, and what we wanted to focus on, and then. The name, The Blind Rhino, and they were like, cool, like we got, they were pumped. Like, so shout out to those guys. They came with the presentation and kind of like floored us all, um, and they were a big part of like getting, you know, some of our merch and swag and, and all the logos up and designed and stuff like that. So Chuck and Jeremy at Box8, they, they definitely helped help bring it to life, and it was definitely money well spent in the beginning, for sure.
0: So with their branding, all right, so you, you went to the agency to get a whole shebang of the branding done. Yeah. Included like in whatever they set up for you was merchandise also. But they hit you with logos. Mm-hmm. They hit you with a logo for your Facebook, logo for your Instagram yeah. probably. They because they're all different sizes, too. right? Yeah,
2: They did our website. Um, yeah, all logos. Like we have, we, they actually gave us a lot of logos. Um, like Home and Away Vibe. Uh, they designed merch. Staff uniforms. Our signs outside, signs, everything. business cards, like they just like they just did the thing. You know what I mean? Their their thing is branding. Like they they're like logo. That's but like they are like they want to bring a brand to life.
0: So in hosting, then the website also, then you have a recurring charge with. Yep. Box yep. eight, right? Yep. And yep. whatever that amount is, you pay them. They take care of whatever you give them a phone call. Hey, we got to change this, this, this. Yep. They get somebody to handle that. Which, again, takes a lot off your belt. I mean, yeah. just now with Smokehouse has learned a ton about HTML and coding websites. And, you know, talk about being hands-on. Oof. He's downstairs learning how to do the coding while people are up here smashing just, wings you know, in their face. right? So I don't want it down.
2: <laughs> That's epic.
0: It's, it's interesting because when we're all working in our different fields, in our areas of expertise, there's some things that we can learn and we're willing to take a little bit of time to learn. But then you can't be everywhere at once. Fortunately, you've got a partner to fill in other things while you're, you know, downstairs doing coding classes or whatever it is. (laughs) But, you know, being able to shell out the extra little bit of money to get the branding done, and people don't realize how much it costs either. Like, just we did the logo. That was the cheapest invoice you've ever seen for graphics in your life, probably. You, You didn't charge enough, but... Yeah, I know. Uh, but sure enough, people wouldn't look at this like something important. But then if you look down the street at, you know, 15 restaurants or whatever there is there, you look at some of these things that are almost careless in, in the logo. It's not something that's memorable. Right. It's not something that looks professional enough. And it makes you second guess. Do I want to go in there? I don't know if that's the place for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, when it comes down then to taking the logo that they produced for you and putting it into the Blind Rhino location... At what point or ahead of time did you know that you were gonna start graffitiing walls up a little bit?
2: That's actually a pretty decent story in itself. Um, I've got a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, so basically, so shoe back to shoestring budget. Like we and like I can't tell you how like money well spent with those guys. Like that stuff does cost money. That is a big part of your budget. Money well spent. We would do it again and again and again and again. Um, but Other things we were trying to not spend money on were painting and anything that Matt could do, he would do anything that I could try and do. Um, I would, you know, Jamie, like we would all just like do what you can. Let's see where we can save money. So painting came across the desk and we were just like, you know, my dad was a contractor in Westport, build houses. He's got painters, this, that, and the other thing. But like those guys are painters and they've been around for 25, 30 years. So they cost what they cost and it's a fair price there's a lot that goes into painting apparently which i didn't realize yeah absolutely and like it's that's important like you know what i mean like it might sound kind of but like there's a reason why like we're not all like painting the next smokehouse like justin's not going to let us paint smokehouse like there's there's a come
1: with a cheap enough price yeah true well we got a guy now so we're about to get into that but um
2: but this this guy jackson was a friend of a friend um so we're looking for painters and you know we've got we're having people help us get like the pipe that we have behind the bar was found down by like the river in norwalk like we got like fittings coming from like you know boat yards and stuff like that we're just like gathering stuff so um that crew of guys they were like yo our guy like "He, he paints and we were just like okay like okay the the prices we're getting are just like up here and he comes in, and he's like, yeah, I can do it for this. And, like, a little bit of help from, like, you and you. Join yeah, um, joint the IPA guy. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, that's, I think that was his first paycheck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, whatever. Great price. We got a painter. Awesome. So, you know, and he's young. He's energetic. He's like, I'll, you know, do whatever. He's helping, like, do others. He's sanding tables down. We're like, we didn't ask him to do that. He's like, but I'll do it better than you guys, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> sick um so you know we start to meet him and he's like yeah you know and i'm i'm a graffiti artist and we're just like like on the real or like you just like kind of like do it and he's like i'm a graffiti artist Been four so like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're like that's kind of cool and we're just like we're like kind of like looking around and we're just like uh where we took the jukebox off i was like you if you want to do like thank you for painting this whole thing gray that must be so boring to you as like a graffiti and like bright colors um all that stuff so we were just like you want to like do that like make that your piece so we were just like yeah but like Jackson put his mark on the place so he did and it was great it was super cool um and we were like all right like you want to do another thing and then he was like yeah and he's like can i get a job and we were just <laughs> like what like as a graffiti artist in the rhino and he's like no waiting tables and we were like okay like yeah, you know nothing, but, like, he was nice and energetic, and his work ethic was, like, the things that you can't teach, he had every single one, you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I can teach you toast, and that's that's easy. You know what I mean? So, like, he uh, he was like, all right, cool. So, you know, he was very green, whatever, but he started working for us, and then it turned into, like, you know, then he would paint another piece, and then he painted the doors uh, on the bathrooms, and then we took one off, because late night in south norwalk so that went away um but then we did this whole like uh, event for arts fest and him and a bunch of other artists painted the stage and it just like turned into this thing and then all, all of a sudden you started getting like work from waiting tables and being like i'm a graffiti artist and people are like oh like and he's like there's my work and they're like oh you know whatever so it just and then now he's He's got murals all over Norwalk. He quit. Uh,
0: he quit on us. now. he did. <laughs> so yeah, he <laughs> did. he's basically like, I'm getting too busy. Like I can't. Yeah, he used us. <laughs> yeah, he used us. It's great. No, he, we
2: we absolutely love Jackson. But it was the most organic because people are like, oh, graffiti, like that's cool, and it is cool. And there's a lot of places who use it, and it's great. You know what I mean? But like ours, like has a, a really cool story to it uh, with a with a cool person, and he ended up. You know, we gave him all. You saw BlackRock. That, that was just yeah. like Jackson. You cool. know what I mean? Like a lot of it, um, you know, and different. And he did that, he just did a sports mural on the patio up there too. So it was kind of cool, cool story how it evolved. So that's kind of where, where, where all that came from.
1: I like the graffiti look too. I mean, we started doing a couple,
2: yep. like couple of pieces. Yeah, here. it's great. It's, yeah. it's 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 fun. It kind of like takes it a little, yeah. you know it what I mean? It gives you uh, like the casual vibe without yeah, having to course, really kill right. it too much. And- yep, Yeah, and some people go crazy with it. Some don't. Ours kind of like turned into what it was. You know, and
0: you know, I don't know. It's funny that you say that he started doing more work and turned into more work and more work. And it seems a lot of times, you know, for me, for example, who does graphic design work, if I post something onto Instagram, like people know I do graphic design work, but if I post something on Instagram that's graphic design by me or design, whatever you want to say, all of a sudden people start jumping in the inbox. Yo, I actually need business cards. Yo, I need a logo done. Yo, I need a flyer done. And you realize that you know that consistency and being up and out in front of people just almost gently gives them a little tap on the shoulder, reminder to say, "Oh yeah, I, I need to do that. I've been meeting. Let me just reach out now." And uh, where you're saying that he, he was just waiting tables and then started crushing it to the point where he's talking to people, meeting people, and getting work off of it. And and mind you, right behind him, he's like, "Yeah, you see that wall? I did it." Yeah. <laughs> literally, thing. what he would do. You know, he's he's, he's cool. got something awesome. to market right there in hand. Yeah. And I guess I'm really leaning towards just being in front of people with something over and over again to fortify the idea of what you do. And you've got like 3,000-something posts on the Instagram account. And, it's, you know, you're throwing in there award-winning wings. How many awards have the wings won now? There's a few. Fifteen. 15 see, so yeah. I mean, so like, yeah, there are see, award-winning wings. you were looking wings. at my trophies. We, we only have two of them. Yeah,
2: but we hunt those. We <laughs> go after it. That, that kind of like turned into like an escape for us. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, we went up to Buffalo. We went to the national Buffalo wing festival, won two awards up there. It turned into an um, escape for you. You go to Lake <laughs> city. I go to Poughkeepsie. Okay. That was, a, <laughs> yeah. that was one weekend. I uh-huh. put us in two wing fests. So basically between chip, chip weekend and super bowl is when a lot of like wing fests are, Jeez. you know what I mean? So that's so, that Saturday, but like basically pro bowl week, like we're going to be dead because everyone's gearing up, whatever so there's two fests. There was one in Poughkeepsie.
0: I smell a lot of justification about uh, to be happening.
2: That's, that's it's, literally, that's, straws. That's, it's, it's all bullshit. It's <laughs> complete bullshit. Anything that comes that's comes out of his mouth right now is yeah. utter bullshit. Well, I'm going to just, like, there were two fests. That's a fact. <laughs> we need a team at each one. That's a fact. I've been that's, to Atlantic City all. and get free rooms down there, so Casey goes to Atlantic <laughs> City. And then the dominoes just start falling, and we're in two fests. You and won I'm two awards, too. But they weren't first place like ours were, so it's just like whatever. But yeah. oh, so, uh, so it's, now it's also an case. internal healthy yeah. competition that's yeah, occurring yeah, yeah, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, but but every time, say, there's people out there that still don't take Instagram seriously. They don't take their TikTok seriously. You know, they don't take whatever it is social media-wise. They're just too old for it, or they they don't want to adapt and learn. And now having three thousand posts on there though, can you gauge? The return on investment with putting those posts out there so heavily—are you getting people coming in saying, "Hey, I just came
2: here for this specifically. I saw it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Justin yeah. actually <laughs> just raised us hand. up on that. One. But yes, but so yeah, and and I, you know, to your point, not everyone's out there, but we were just like, this is a free mode of marketing. We didn't hire any PR firms or whatever. We were going to kind of like do it all ourselves. Um, so we use that as much as we can. Um, but yeah there have been times where I'm like these these people are here because this is what we're doing and we're selling the sandwich because that's what we're doing because people are like saying it right um, or if you, you know we were doing these like two dollar beer nights of like these like sought after beers um, and and they were just only on social media so that's how these people were finding out and the bar would be packed you know what I mean if you're giving fuzzy baby ducks away for two bucks like I'd hope people would come for it but like that was something where you're just like, you put it out on social media. This is what we're doing at five o'clock bar fills up. Okay. I guess it worked. You know what I mean? So sometimes like that. And then sometimes you don't really know, like we did a nineties night and we didn't do a whole lot of social media for it and the place got busy. So maybe that's a word of mouth. Um, or maybe, you know, a post took off, like maybe somebody else shared it, you know, and I don't really track that stuff too far down that line, but maybe that's how it happened. Or maybe a blog picks it up. I don't know. But like, um, some we see, some you hope people are seeing, and they're coming in for it, whether they tell you or not. Are I you? wouldn't know you came for the meatloaf if you didn't <laughs> tell me, but you came all the way from Marinette for that, and that's that's cool. That was the hand, I mean? that was the hand raise. Right? Yeah, that was yeah.
0: Justin saw the social media post and then decided to go in and try the meatloaf. Ma,
2: that's Jamie's meatloaf, man.
1: It was phenomenal. Oh, by
2: good. The way. <laughs> oh no, good. I didn't know where that was going. Oh, good. Yeah. I did. So I was comfortable saying that it was yours and your recipe. Are yeah.
0: you dumping money at all into the social media as far as local advertising and whatnot, too? So we,
2: uh, we, like, st- once COVID started, we, like, kind of stopped that. Um, well, we, everyone clipped yeah. everything when COVID came. Let's Clip. analyze. Let's figure things out first. Yeah, man. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we clipped that. Um, and almost all of anything we were spending money on in regards to that. Um, but beforehand every event we would do um, if I could get like the 20% text on the thing and like able to boost it uh, we would boost most of our events that we were doing game dinner boost it uh, New Year's Eve like the big events we would do we would we would boost them again something I'd love to learn more about but I think I kind of know how to target and whatever um, but yeah we would we would throw some money behind it and a couple of them we could see the that it was getting out there, and and you see the shares and the engagement and stuff like that.
1: I like using the boost for something specific where mm-hmm. you can actually see, like buy a ticket for this thing. Okay, yep. you saw the ticket come in. And you know, those are the those are the same type of yeah. things that we'll boost an ad for. You know, on on Instagram because other ones are kind of like I don't, you know, if you just boost a normal one and trying to get people right. to just see you. If I boost the
2: like, meatloaf picture, like what you know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't yeah, know. I mean, and like, that worked
1: all by itself. Yeah, exactly. Even so that's my that's wife, probably
2: organic, but like. <laughs> Something like that we do this uh, beer event every year, the Blind Beer Awards, sell tickets to it. Uh, so that's something we'll boost, you know what I mean? And a picture of, like, everybody from the year before looks good out there, buy tickets here, boost it a little bit, you know. And and that usually helps kind of get you over the hump, usually. They'll, they'll say, the they, quote-unquote, air quotes.
0: <laughs> they'll say, too, though, that if you're going to dump some money into advertising and you're kind of targeting specific people on your own to some extent, you don't have to dump a lot of money in. You could dump a few dollars in and just see instantly who's clicking through Mm -hmm. that. You could see if they're not clicking through that. And if they're not clicking through, there's a fucking problem with the ad, and you gotta pull it and redo it, and then reapply the same values again, and then see if your click-through rate goes up a little bit more. And then when you're happy with your little split test that you've done yourself, then you can say, shit, this one's actually converting. It's getting people to like our stuff or sign up for our, our email blast or whatever it is, and then you go, sure, let's dump a hundred bucks into that thing, yep. and we'll see some return come back. And you know it's dangerous too. Because I'm just looking on the back end of us utilizing it a little bit here and there, and then you could see the money pile up that you're spending on ads day in and day out. And if you're not seeing the conversion rate with
2: sales coming in, yep. it's like,
0: what fuck, am I doing? I can put this somewhere else, right? You know, or like you
2: said, do split ads, test an ad here, test an ad there. You know, kind of take the take the temperature of what's working and stuff like that. But you know, to your point, and I wish I used it more but like a lot of the data is kind of like right there for you you know what i mean yeah it's like you're it's just it's there so you know it's it's on us to 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 utilize that especially once you start spending money um that's important so you're not just like boosting a picture and you're just like well i boosted it there's gonna be um so many people are coming in because i boosted it like it doesn't really work like that because i've seen a couple and and i started taking note of certain things that weren't working on the boosts and some just like don't. I'm like, no engagement, no shares, no nothing. And you're just like, okay, that's that's not what you boost. You know what I mean? So. You just mentioned when COVID happened, you clipped everything pretty much,
0: just slowing it down <laughs> completely. Well I was and gonna
1: yeah, I was gonna say so the country rocks the park thing. Yeah. That was like the last uh little did we know the last big party we were gonna yeah. have at least on the outside. I'm sure you guys had a party for Super Bowl Sunday right before yeah. COVID. We didn't because we had a fire on Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. Stop it. Yeah, it was. And little Never did sure we know it. that was the least of our problems, as I've been saying. <laughs> right. As I've been saying. Where for, was the fire? Here. It was here. Like, the smoker went up. We oh, had... Bri- no. So, Super Bowl Saturday night before Super Bowl. Yeah. I and mean, I've told the story a bunch of times now, but Saturday night, you know, we had everything done. We had finished our wings because we smoked all the yeah. wings. So, the smoker's been working for two weeks nonstop. We had, like, 12 oh. briskets in there going for... Sunday service we had all the trays going out, working overnight, and just grease got in the firebox <laughs> when went up, and we got the call like three o'clock in the morning. Came back down, I was like, "Today, really to, fucking today." Well, I was so like, you like I pre-orders know, and everything. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously you yeah, did. I know you did. did. <laughs> yeah, it was like a packed ass day, and that you know. So that was that. Obviously, we lost our Super Bowl, so yeah. that was crazy. And like I said, that. At the time, we thought that was our biggest problem of the year, yeah. and it didn't even scratch the surface. So, <laughs> you know, we were closed for like 11 days. Luckily, actually, we were cooking wings. Sal's next door. Yeah. We were, like, taking the smoked wings and throwing them in the pizza oven, and the other restaurant, two doors down, another restaurant over there. That's awesome. We were just, oh, that's like, cool. that's yeah, cool, man. Like, doing wings everywhere. So we got, everybody that ordered wings got wings. Yeah, so nice. The other stuff, I was calling this other place in New Rochelle. I was like, oh, you got pulled pork left? And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to pay for it and deliver it to this lady. Yeah. Whatever. He's like, I don't have drivers. I'm going to send my driver to pick it up yeah. just to make the pork. I was yeah. like, it was a crazy, crazy oh, that's, ass that's
2: day. Been in, but you've been in business for 13 years and you're still like, you see the problem and you're just like, well, we got to get, like, have to get through this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I,
1: mean, I don't want to do it's, that again.
2: Though. No, I, I believe, <laughs> I know. It sounds terrible. But right. anyway, the point of that was. People don't see that stuff from the front either. So. Right,
1: right.
0: Well, how how long did you shut down for when all of this just started unfolding? Uh, it must have been around the March 15th. That's kind of where everyone was, where we yeah. started slowing yeah, things down. I think down. we were the 13th, Martin.
4: right?
2: Uh, that's, no. 15th,
4: the f- 13th was a Friday. 15th would have been a Monday. 15th was the know.
2: Sunday where we closed yeah, early okay. on that Sunday where we all got on a call, and we're kind of like, we should just chop this now. This is kind of like, you know, everybody's texting. Everybody's like, I'm hearing this, I'm hearing that. But we had a couple people... Hit the, hit the gordon Ramsay. Ch- shut it down yeah yeah so
1: especially in the sports bar that the day when they canceled the sports like that was a wild day that was like thursday before right
2: correct right. yeah and so i remember that i
1: was like wait a minute they actually canceled
2: yeah so we we were gearing up for like <laughs> march madness St Patrick's Patrick day. Day into yeah. march madness yeah. like th- we were getting ready for the place both places to just break and then but it you know whatever then they the rug out COVID happens all that but so we decided to kind of close and our decision we knew at least is we were going to take the break for that week we knew that that at least on that Sunday we weren't like we were just like we're just going to like close and take a breather and then it kept going and then you know you got to sit there and lay all your people off and go through that whole thing um, and then we kind of came to the decision to I guess what we put it is like put everything in like a holding pattern and almost like Pause and just kind of like continue to evaluate um jamie's wife and matt they do all our accounting and our back end stuff and all that that me and jamie kind of like don't want to deal with both. i don't even want to look at the numbers yeah. right now um, yeah nope. I'm all right but but so you know we're getting it from what they're talking about what they're hearing and everything and we're kind of like i'm taking the temperature on on everything out there and talking to local owners and seeing what the guys at the spread are doing and this place and who's doing this and whatever. Um, And then we just kind of, yeah, just all came to the decision to pause it. And once we got like past, it was probably like a week, we knew it was going to be for a while. And then that we would kind of like find the the moment. Um, I don't really know when that moment was, but me and Jamie were like, we got to get open. Let's open next week for wings. And then it just kind of like, started to every week was like, okay, open more and more, blah, blah, blah. Sono's here. We had the patio that we could work up to in Black Rock, so that's why Black Rock came, came out first. And then Norwalk was kind of like, let's get as close to football as we can, but we got to get people warmed up. we got to get people back in the mix, bring all the staff. You know what I mean? We're bringing all the staff back, and then we're doing takeout while you guys probably have sidewalk seating, so then it's just like it didn't really hit as hard as you hope or just you think, right. but it was what it was. That's just kind of like what we did. So. The, um.
0: at this point too though, you're watching everybody around you that maybe is already trying to start opening and feeling it out. And I yeah. mean, you've got a lot of internal decisions to make with the team when it's, Hey, do we restock our fridges again right now? Or are we going to do this or what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, at that point you really, if you're a Chinese food place
3: or a pizza place, that's the takeout you were doing and you were still, you probably didn't miss that much, many beats. I agree. Um, but when Case and I tried, decided to open black rock for just takeout, you know, it was pretty much just however much I could handle at one point. Cause it was just me in the kitchen, him in the front. So he's taking all the orders, dealing with the customers and it's just me doing everything else in the back. So as you know, I, I got back into my rhythm and, and, Added a couple more things on the menu and just doing everything from depot so I knew how much I'm buying and spending and and then as it lightened up a little bit more we started putting more stuff on, brought more people in, a lot of you know, and then a lot of our uh our employees that were still on um unemployment just come in and volunteer their time, which was great. So they would come in and help out. I know we were doing to go cocktails, they would sit there and make to go cocktails. So it was it was case and I seven days a week just Case and I for 10 hours a day.
0: Just Casey and I. <laughs> where where sports bars are heavily dependent on sports existing, where we can't have, I don't know, 50% occupancy, whatever it is. I don't even track it anymore at this point. I don't <laughs> own this place, so I don't have to worry about it. Whatever the occupancy is at the moment then, you can't, Put as many people around the bar as, uh, say the front page of your website, for instance, is the photo of everybody crowded around the bar. Like you might as well black and white that photo (laughs) and show it to your kids. Uh, Photoshop masks in there. But but the thing is, is that you're dependent on your business model though too, where people can stand up and walk around Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Do people, are they as happy to come out and watch sports locked into a seat a little bit and screaming at the screen? You get half the screams, right, at Uh, 50% occupancy. Right. Um, (laughs) It's like it has to be tough.
3: Yeah. It is tough for them. People like – I mean, they want to be out. I mean, I would say most people are now done and sick of being indoors. COVID fatigue. Yeah, they're just done with it. So this football season, there was a lot of us reminding people they had to keep sitting down, which is tough. I mean, you get a bunch of Steelers fans, and the Steelers are beating the hell out of the Bengals. They're jumping up. They're high-fiving. They're running around. That's what – that's what a sports bar is. So that on that's what I saw from the front of the house. Just, you know, reminding people to sit down and please, you know, stop running around.
1: I found yeah. that to be the most annoying thing because it was completely opposite of what we would normally
2: do, right? Yeah. You're usually oh normally encouraging, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, like of course let's have a good time, yeah. like
1: do whatever you want, like whatever. And now you're like, No, you gotta sit down. Put, yeah, your, ma- like, put your, your mask put your mask on. I'm telling my
2: groups of like I am telling young kids like it's got six feet, man. Like yeah. I can you guys can be there and you can be there, but like please, <laughs> like like up in bridgeport the health department will come they come like once a week and they check it out like our guy guillermo and uh yeah they're they're on the on the beat you know making sure people are are doing the right thing which i think is great and we have been and we always will but um but we're a bar first that's why we like that's why we closed is as much as we would have loved to you know we we're not none of us are made to just like sit around and like not really doing anything but like you know we are a bar first we rely on those Full like packed football Sundays, one deep, two deep at the bar, like shoulder to shoulder. You know what I mean? People up in each other's grill, like exactly what's not supposed to happen right now <laughs> is like how we <laughs> built our bit, well, what we got to, right. And what right. we were aiming for. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough. It's a different Rhino. Like if you walk in, like, I, I can't, I can't pretend like it's not, you know what I mean? I can't pretend like it's what it was a year ago, which is what, we loved about it, you know, which is what everybody loved about it, um, you know, and a lot of people know that too. So they're like, if I go to Rhino, it might, maybe it's busy or maybe it's. They don't really know until they walk in that we've got like dividers like that, you know what I mean? And yeah. we really do space the tables out, you know. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I thought do everything you're supposed to do, whatever, you know. But
2: um, you know that part, yeah, that part I messed. Uh, yeah,
1: when I was when I was there, I thought you guys did a, a really good job with, you know, with that kind of stuff. I'm obviously desensitized to the whole thing. Yep. To me, it doesn't matter as much I'm here every day. Uh-huh. I've seen a lot more people if you talk to my wife she's been very little places. So she's more like, I don't know, what's the word sensitive. Like, yep. She walks yep. in sees a bunch of people. She's like, oh, I haven't seen people yeah. since March. I'm like, yeah, I see people every day, yeah, whatever. You're in it. but you mentioned people, their perception is what you were before. Yep. And that, and that was, that Sometimes it's like working as a deterrent right now. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of convince people, like, no, yeah. we're doing a good job. And some people don't give a shit, right? Because right? they walk in and they would rather you not be doing it for whatever reason, whatever. But you have to keep in the back of your mind that they might be okay. Well, let's say the person that isn't okay comes in. Now they're off-put. They might not want to come back because, yeah. you know, you, you weren't sensitive to, you know, their their thing. And that might even go past COVID, like, whatever. They oh, might yeah. remember that. Yeah. So it's such, like, a it's a weird yeah (laughs) there's no like
2: right or wrong answer but back to the games like people like walk in and they know that we have darts and they know we have people are playing foosball and stuff and shuffleboard was a huge thing so they just might think that still goes on and might think people are up and doing it and like we actually shut those down like we haven't had a game like since covid started because we were like that we'll just feed it right like we could police it and we can make sure that people are like this far away while they're playing you know whatever put the darts on the stage but like it's just a lot and then people are uncomfortable Right, they see people right. bouncing around, chucking darts, bud lights, yada yada yada, and then it's just like even if we like block them off, you know, it's just it didn't seem worth it because we want people to feel comfortable when they walk in because it's a different Rhino, it's a different smoke. Like all these places are different right. versions of themselves right now. So
0: places that are dominant in their liquor sales have suffered the most, and what I mean by that are are bars, bar forward bars, right, and. They've suffered the most through this because obviously we know what comes in on a Friday, Saturday night where everyone's jumping around with the DJ in the background. You know, you're sardine packing the place as much as you can. So then losing all of that is like getting your legs taken out a little bit, right? And in saying that, are you concentrating on maybe different ways or things to focus on? you know, getting more people to place orders for takeout or delivery, you know, you know are you just using third party services? Are you figuring out how to maybe get a delivery driver in there to get that going yourself, uh, just to make sure that you got the cash register still going?
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's food is a is, is hundred. It's, it's all the focus. It's everything we're putting out on social media. It's, you know, order, especially during takeout, order on toast. We did sign up with Uber and Grubhub. It's been good, it's not our favorite thing, but it's just like, it's it's getting people our food right now. That's kind of like what we're looking at, almost like tee it up as a marketing expense. That's the only thing we're spending on a marketing, getting people our food, getting people happy when we come back, you know, think things will be better, but it's, it's food is the focus. And we've always, you know, food's always been a huge focus for us, um, but so have been big events and those, you know, are gone and the bar is gone. So food's gotta be like everything. So that's kind of like what every, you know, we haven't really had to really make any like huge pivots on our business or any of that. We're ca- trying to stay true to what we are and what our people want and what people are, when they're coming are gonna expect always. Um, but that just becomes like to the forefront, like smashing out there, like no more bar picks or, you know, anything that would promote, event. all our events are like scaled down versions of our events and just like, it's tough, but food, Food focus first, right, Shane? Uh,
3: I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Uber and all that stuff because, as you guys you know, don't, you don't have to say it. Yeah. Once <laughs> you, I, I, this could be I mean. just worms. Yeah, <laughs> you guys will do an episode on it. We all, we, yeah, it we just,
1: all know how I feel about it. So.
3: Yeah. it's it's um, it's it sucks, and we all know that once you put a lid on any anything that comes out of the kitchen, you, the clock is ticking before it just turns to shit. So it. Yes, it's good to have. Yes, people, like Casey said, people are getting our food. But in my head, every time I see an Uber ticket, I'm like, by the time that food gets to them, it's not going to be my food. It's not going to be our food. It's going to be a paler, shittier version of our food. You guys, Especially wings, you know?
1: You guys use toast for your yeah, thing? Yeah, we use yeah. toast. Like we're like the only people that don't use yeah, toast. I will, we love it, you yeah. know? Yeah, We cool. demoed it twice now, and I'm very heavily considering switching. We use like a, like a different... Same kind of yeah. iPad, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, whatever. Formal, but I mean,
3: I can use it, I, I can't use Facebook. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like
1: they have the best integrated, like with all the stuff, and yeah, like you can like, hit the. We've talked about the Instagram order mm-hmm. food button. You can link yep. straight to your thing, mm-hmm. so you don't it doesn't. Have I did to that set. like
2: all th- when we were just doing our takeout thing. That's all I would post that like every single. Yeah, because uh, it'll send you post. to your
1: your own. Yeah. You guys yeah. have your own order online platform, right? Aside from yep. Uber Eats and stuff.
2: Yeah, it's just through ta- like your native. It's one. through toast. Yeah, yeah. it's all toast. just through toast. And that does it all, man. It's
1: clutch that they you could put the toast one on the order food button. Yep. It's mm-hmm. we can't do it on ours. So uh, I literally yeah. get people to our Instagram, and then they see something like, yeah. "Oh, I want to order from this place," and now I'm sending them back out to a third party. Yeah, I'm like, this sucks. I like I did all the work. That is them. great.
2: Yeah, that is almost right now. Like worth, worth it. You yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Um, but yeah, we just we we signed up at the jump and we love it. And
1: how, how much of a jump did you see on like online ordering through this whole thing? Because that's one of the things we saw like big time. It, it turned it's, it's into
2: everything. like a, a a huge part of our business. Yeah, like,
1: we were like we were like forty percent. Um, well, I should say we were about forty percent takeout yeah. before, yeah. and obviously. Became 100% takeout, and yeah. now and now we're back down to like 60% takeout, uh-huh. which is good. Wow! But we saw the online go from yep. like 10% of the takeout yeah. orders were online to yeah. 80% of them come in online. Yeah, to I would me, say I was about like, half
2: ours come in online because we you know we push it too, and we it's right on our website. So you just click a button on right. our website, it takes you right to Toast. You, you know what order. I
1: did? I went on Grubhub and Uber, and I made a fake menu item, and I put it right on the top of the menu, and it says use this promo code on our website and I put our website there and get ten percent off. So it says like drop drop Grubhub.
2: I'm gonna text you after and <laughs> yeah, that's and it. Show if you go in you the, the first thing yeah. it says
1: drop this you know, drop this app and go to our website. Use this promo code get ten percent off. And when you see it now come in on our own thing, that's it says, amazing. Like, Oh, because you can track the promo code. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. You know,
0: you know somebody at one of those companies is about nah, to start calling you up next yeah, week. Yeah, I don't care, whatever. Yeah, I hope
3: that's not, is this the first time you've mentioned that or have you have yeah, been doing care. it every Monday? I've been doing is it. Is this a thing yeah, every I'm Monday sorry, with you? I don't even care. Yeah. I don't, we're gonna do well, haven't I, picked it up yet. It's like, I don't know. Like, it is funny to me that people who, you know, go through this whole thing where, you know, support local restaurants, and then they get from Uber and Grubhub, and. They have no idea that yeah, it's thirty percent out There's of our pocket. commercial, the Disney no World one.
2: It's support local. And <laughs> <laughs> what, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, no, we could just, go. into it. I know. I know. I know. I'm just, like the, the Uber, that one like blew my mind. I was like,
1: the best one like, I saw was that Uber had over the summer, <laughs> that they would give you an option to donate to your to your restaurant. Yeah. Right. Like they said, help your favorite restaurant. You someone would click that, and that's supposed to go to oh, like us, right? So if they said. Here's a little extra to give to your restaurant, so Uber, Uber would send it to us. Yeah, it would come on the Uber payment, right? But then they get this tax write off of like a billion dollars because they collect all the money from the customers yeah. and then they donate to all the restaurants oh my God. and they write off that thing. I, was like, of I mean, it's smart on their part, yeah. but I was like, you know, I don't pretend.
3: I was gonna say I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh yeah, it's right. Right. Exactly, exactly. It's like got to be great to be Mister
0: Uber. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you got to be loaded. All right, so what are you gearing up now for, for the summer? How are you actively getting ready for this? Uh, we're out of winter. We're not in winter anymore. We're there. The doors are going to start opening up again, yeah. and people have cabin fever and they're going to be back out. You probably have, what, 50% of your tap lines operating right now? or Exactly. Hold- yeah, Jamie's smi- Jamie smiling
1: the way I feel inside when I yeah. talk,
0: about, <laughs> talk about April. Yeah, yeah, uh,
2: yeah, 50%. And, Probably and even mean, like
0: go up higher, even when you open again, right? We we'll let it like, like you know, organic. We'll just, we'll basically
2: tell the, the managers in each store, like as you see volume come in, as you see kind of the taps rotating, as you see more people trying more stuff, just add as you like, you know, they have the freedom to do that. So we'll just kind of be like, get to 24 as you see, right within the buying kind of budgets that you got. Um, and they'll do that and we'll trust them to do that. And that's, that's easy. Um, Jamie's kind of had like, we've had like an abbreviated menu. It hasn't been like enough. Like you saw the menu. It's like a normal. Yeah. But before that, we did like legal size. So we're getting ready to order legal paper and kind of get ready to build the menu back up and bring our burger back and uh, do a couple items that have kind of dropped or kind of come and gone on special and stuff. Um, is the meatloaf sandwich going to make the regular menu? It just it, came back. It is
3: making the regular menu. Yes. So March 1st, we are, um, we're bringing back. That's, that's Monday. It's Monday. We're bringing, we're, We're redoing the whole menu um norwalk and black rock have always had staples the same but they have all a couple different things so now both menus are gonna be exactly the same because we want people to if they go to black rock have the same stuff in sono and vice versa um the only thing that's gonna be different is the specials that's up to the guys in each spot those can be different and you know if there's a good looking special and you want to come to black rock you gotta come to black rock because it won't be in sono and, and that makes know. it easier to
0: just yeah. streamline
2: everything. Exactly. exactly. So I'll be, and I'll like, be there for that. Yeah. With, I but it's just like, you know, if it's some, it's in Norwalk and whatever like, you know, let's keep it all, at least the main stuff that makes just, the, you, you know, especially in the back of the house, like everything, it just makes it so much more uniform, easy ordering, you know, working both kitchens together, send some stuff up there down here, you know, as far as prep, prep lists, then you can cross utilize labor. It all kind of like works out, but, um, you know, we, we kind of like, just like basically for all of COVID and and been working, just kind of like getting by like survival mode, I guess, is like kind of what we call it. So now, you know, I see the glisten in everybody's eyes. It's kind (laughs) of like, you can see the light sort of, and you know, it's coming. So we're all getting more comfortable in our own meetings to be like, all right, let's start doing things. you know what I mean? That like, you know, to get people in, we normally don't do brunch, but we're going to try to start trying stuff like brunch, wing nights, bring trivia back. We took a little pause on that. Uh industry nights, stuff like that. Just like things to get people but we don't want to start doing that invest into it whatever if if people really aren't coming comfortable yet, but we think around St. Patrick's Day March madness, I think that we're going to start kind of and plan for events in summer and outside and catering and
1: yeah, the nice uh, those and-
2: big Mill River, those guys have some some stuff planned. So uh, you know, they're going to bring a, bring us along for that this summer. So hopefully a lot of stuff in the works.
1: Yeah. The nice part is that quarter two isn't completely canceled this year yeah. as it was last year. Yeah. So, and at yeah, least we have nice. like, we have an idea of like how to operate yep. through this now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited. Like, yeah. You know,
2: we're like, kind of like, you know, we're still going to do everything we've been doing and kind of take our time with it. But like can see the opening and kind of start getting a little more aggressive with what we're doing. So. Jamie Casey, tell them the website www.theblindrhino.com And they could easily find You're Blind Rhino. <laughs> yeah. What is it?
0: No. It's uh, looking at me like, yeah, well, so you ended up on white well. plane, so we need to really... Sure. <laughs> that's a story for a different day. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming by, guys. Thank Cheers you,
4: you guess. very much, guys. Yo, wait, I got one more question. You glazed over it real quick, but brown sugar togarashi wings, yes, we tasted sir. those a couple of years ago. Is that your most winningest flavor? Because that's a super... As far flavor. as we're talking awards? Yeah. 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 All right. Whose idea was that? That was all you? Mine, uh, yeah. I was
3: On vacation, I had it on some seared tuna. I was Uh, like, I could probably do something with wings
2: with this. Yeah, it's good. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's what we took to Atlantic City, and that's where we (laughs) forced my way in that wing competition.
4: Guys, don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button, because, you know, algorithms.
0: This has been On The Record with Casey and Jamie of The Blind Rhino. Did you enjoy this story? Make sure you hit the subscribe button to be notified when we have new conversations released. We also feature our short form topic tackling every Tuesday with waiting on fries insights to problems you may have in your bars and restaurants and how we're tackling them.